right. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 10 of Beyond the Bleaches. We are back. Back and improved. Thought you could keep us down. You, you almost could have, but by God, <laughs> are we going to put up a fight? Just like in the fourth quarter, you know, 11th round, you know, the 17th hole, we're going to give it everything we got. And I'm joined again with another week by Moses Waldo. Moses, how are you doing, man? Dude, I'm all right, man. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm uh, actually uh, really happy to uh, kind of get this going. Lots to talk about. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been great for sports. Lots of things are starting to return, North American sports included. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, we got tons. Like, uh, things are really starting to ramp up now. So everything from, of course, the the, the soccer that we have, uh, NFL, and it's just stuff like it is just happening around the sports, I think, is just as tantalizing as what, like, you know, the, barely a whistle has even been blown yet. And uh, we've already been thrown into the fire with, you know, headline after headline. This whole week has just been one, you know, new story after the other and like so much to process. I mean, everything from the NFL I want to get into as much as the NBA. And I mean, that used that I think on Monday was the NBA was the big one, but now that's even been put to the wayside. So, uh, I mean, what what do you think you want to get into first, Moses? I mean, you know, dealer's choice, buddy. Oh, okay. If we're going to yeah. do this, I we have to start with none other than the Henny God. The, uh, the, the news that J.R. Smith is the back in the NBA. Go. The shenanigans will continue with LeBron James. And go. this time it's the Lakers. And let me tell you what. Madison Square Garden is heading to Orlando. Because the Henny God is back. The three and a few shots of Henny. But, you know, uh, allegedly, right? Because we all know, as we all know. Well, he hates it. But the fact that he hates it just makes it even funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's that's one of the great things about it, man. I'm excited. I'm so excited to see J.R. Smith back in the NBA. To be honest, to be fair, he is a talent. And there's no reason why he couldn't be on an NBA roster. And it took him this long to get there. I think that's a disservice because I think he still has something left in the tank. And the Lakers are taking a chance. And he could be that guy off the bench that could provide some energy and some minutes. And some buckets along the way. So, you see, I'm all for it, right? I want to see J.R. Smith succeed, right, Moses? Um but let's let's break it down. Let's 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 see what's really going on here. So LeBron James obviously um, had this idea to to take the best team possible to Orlando, win it, right? Avery Bradley decided, you know, I'm gonna opt out. He's just had a child, you know. Congrats on that. But secretly becoming one of the strongest pieces as a three and D for the Lakers. You know, he had a starting position. I think he. Uh, of the 49 games the Lakers played this last season, he he was he started 44, or he played at least 44 games. So he's consistent, I mean, consistent rotation. I would have him over KCP any day, right? Um, so then instead of just saying I let's go with KCP and and just roll from that perspective, you decide to pick up a man who hasn't played an NBA regulation game, I think in over, I think 600 days, Moses, it's been two years since he's played in a regulation NBA game. Lest we forget, no one wanted to pick him up for this last, the end of last season. Which is a shame because I think he still would have provided some kind of juice to a team. There's no reason why he shouldn't be on a roster. I hear you. I hear you. But I just think the sequence the se- we all know what we're when we say the sequence or we say the play, everyone knows that that is the play that would send. I mean, any lesser player to the G League, let alone China or I don't know Greece. You'd be the best. You had your best chance. You would have was playing in like Mykonos or something. After doing something like that, let alone still be allowed in the country. Like it's it's astounding to me. So I do think number one, like LeBron is, you know, 
at the at his wits end. It's just too close to get anyone of value anyway. So may as well just get someone who's on the wire, you know, which by the way is also the most interesting thing too, because like I said, that's 600 days and he's still, because you know, you, it, you, you don't, you know, for anyone who's unfamiliar, you know, as an employee of the NBA, you need to declare you, your retirement in order for you to not be available on the wire. Um, if not, you technically are still an active player. So that means, you know, you still have an agent, you're still paying agent dues, you still have benefits within the players association, but also still get taxed within the players association. And then the various other things that come with being a part of the NBA, right? But, <clears throat> you know, rent's still got to get paid. So I was, I'm, I'm just thinking, wow, I wonder how J.R. Smith must have been living the last two years. And I think that's, it, I mean, I would imagine that inspired the hunger, you know, because uh, unless he was just sitting around drinking Hennessy for the last 600 days, which I... Uh, which, which does not look like it. Which apparently he couldn't have been. Because well, I, if you if you look at him, he's in pretty good shape in the video shows. Granted, there are clips that are edited and in in that aspect, but from what you see, he looks good. He looks like he's in shape. He's quick. He's making the cuts. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's shooting from the perimeter. Um, mm -hmm. Look very good, whether it be from the mid range or from the three. Yeah, and he looks he looks like he's good. He's in fantastic shape and can fill in that role that Avery Bradley was doing um, consistently for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know if Avery Bradley will still get a chip if the Lakers win. I imagine he would. There's no reason why he wouldn't in this situation. I think there's another reason behind this. And, of course, uh, two things come out of it. Sure. I think I should say two reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, the first is that LeBron is familiar with the Henny God, right? He's familiar with J.R. Smith. I mean, they have a relationship. And even through all that infamous moment in game one of the the, the series in the NBA finals. Yeah, yeah. The game put, that put that as put, well, put that put that aside. J.R. Smith has come up with some clutch buckets and has a relationship with LeBron. I think that's what tied in. And LeBron kind of gave the nod, the tip of the cap out to um, the front office or even just uh, those there. He's saying maybe he went up there himself and said, look, we got a guy, Jr. seems like he could fit that role that we're looking for. That guy who can, you know, explode, give us those points from the bench and help us win. Uh, the other thing is LeBron does feel LeBron, right? He's feeling himself. And in that case, and I, you know what, he's, he's considered one of the best and he, in an argument. Yeah. You know what? If he backs it up so bit. So be it. Yeah. I'm just saying that LeBron perhaps was like, you know what? I am the greatest of all time. Okay. Uh, those are his words. Remember that? Mm -hmm. He is the greatest of all time. Right. That, right. that, you know, perhaps this is one of those, like, I, I could be bigger than Jesus moments where I could redeem a man like J.R. Smith after that infamous moment, his time away from wow. the game, bring mm -hmm. him back to the team and resurrect his career. So, so basically transcend, transcend, you know, even he is the, taking the ashes of J.R. Smith and rising on him like a Phoenix, but not so, like the so, sun who won't know. even make the playoffs. <laughs> Why are they even in there? Actually, you know what? I don't mind it. Cause you know, honestly, oh, uh, there's such a great group of young players. Uh, I really a big fan of Devin Booker and I do like what Aiton's doing. I, there's some good pieces whether it comes together, but who knows? Maybe it's, this is the type of deal that, you know, you're, you're facing a lot of top-level competition that sure. make you step your game up. Who knows? They won't make the playoffs, but it'll be it'll be no. nice for them as an organization to see where their young guys so, kind of stack up. What's what what makes less sense to me as well, even uh, more so, is the fact that they are included in it, like you were saying, just to just to just, uh, move away from um, Joe Smith. But um, the Phoenix Suns are. Yeah, they're like what five or six games behind uh, five hundred. Uh, they barely have a chance, but there's apparently uh, another sort of set of games being played by the, the 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 bottom half that the NBA are gonna try and do in Chicago if it if possible, just to finish off the rest of the season for everyone else because then you know there's also money that they would like to get after before um, all this NBA wraps up. Um, so you it, you could see some rematches between some of the uh, 
some of the 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 rejects um like a you know like everyone is is uh talking about a Cavs Warriors <laughs> part 4 but you know uh janky version <laughs> you are aware that they're going they have i think was it Clay Thompson back? No. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Steph Curry's back. Steph Curry is back. Steph Curry is back. But do you think I, anyone gives a shit about Steph Curry playing in the bottom half of the team? I don't, I don't think Steph Curry wants to. Like, why would no, you? I, I like, you're like, you concentrate for 2021. Yeah, That's what you want to do. You want to concentrate for the next season. I and agree. and same thing with uh, same thing with Draymond Green. He's, you know, he's going to be nastier than ever. Now, speak to me, Moses. Have you taken a look at, at Draymond's uh, change in tone here? Draymond Green's looking a little funny in the light now, man. The guy came out to say some nice things about LeBron, and this is the same guy who who uh, called him out for, like, being too sensitive, for getting in his feelings. Like, you know, they the bickering back and forth, right, that they used to have maybe three, four years ago is now transformed where you know, without even needing that much to, to go off of Draymond Green is saying LeBron James is the best guy for this situation, that this he's built for this, or he's able to... I'm like, whoa, 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 where is this? Where is the tone? Where is the tone change? They're competitors. They're going to trash talk, but at the end of the day, there's a certain level of respect, right? Like, yeah. LeBron, LeBron has done everything. Like, he's done a lot. The fact I, I'm more impressed with his final year with the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. as opposed to uh, his time when they won the chip, like when oh. they when they beat the Warriors. I find that more impressive in the sense that you saw the physical exertion that that man took <laughs> for carrying what? How many pounds? Thousands he, of pounds of weight. He carried a whole state. Not to mention, he yeah, he carried a city. And he most. actually he put him on his back it's, and he went to the finals. And he had one of the one of the better, you know, I think one of the greatest um, uh, performances in NBA finals in that game one. And it was snuffed out back to the whole JR thing in this situation, of course. Yeah. Uh, but you think like he put up an amazing effort. Uh, in an entire playoff series more impressively. And you have to give the man credit. Yeah. So I think there's there's a lot you can say uh, about LeBron, even if you are like a LeBron hater. Like there's some things about his game that you're like, I can't deny. And LeBron has done what he's done. Look what he's done this year in his 17th year, no less. People should be trending this way, not this way. Yeah. And he seems to do a fantastic job. Yeah, he's, he's preserving his body. And I think the rest is going to make him even scarier in the playoffs. For sure. For sure. I, I don't say anything against uh, the his actual attributes. Like, I calling it what he is, a modern marvel, like a, a specimen, right? And just someone who just defines time itself. Like, I, I have no problem with that. And anyone objective or uh in their objective minds would agree with that it's what i'm saying is more so about the competitive nature of the nba and the fact that these guys also are very competitive and they never really liked each other but my issue is the fact that (laughs) i i personally think that whenever lebron can sway you it's because he knows he's about to get you over to some side, but he's disarming you. LeBron James is not like everyone else, right? LeBron James isn't Kobe. LeBron James isn't Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, LeBron, and and Kobe Bryant push. They they smack. They break through walls to get through people. LeBron James gets you on his side. LeBron James puts money in your hands. And gets you a deal with clutch sports. LeBron James shouldn't be friends with Anthony Davis. LeBron James shouldn't really be friends with most of the guys he's friends with. The only guy who really is taking this thing seriously is is Giannis. Because Giannis doesn't like to... Giannis doesn't train with any of these guys. He doesn't really hang out with them. He does his own thing. He takes the competition seriously. But it's also because he understands not to be tainted by LeBron James. I think the problem is people get too enamored by LeBron James and because of that, he takes over 
the game from a mental state. And and not to say that that's not fair because, you know, you play the game the way you see fit. But I think he's, he mentally, LeBron James moves different. He, he disarms you by make, bring you on the barbershop. If you get a free haircut with LeBron James, that's, I think that's the most clout you get for the rest of the year. It doesn't matter how cool you are of a basketball player. I'm pretty sure anyone would have wanted to be on that show. I do. I'm growing my hair out right now, Moses. Just in the hopes that LeBron James extends an invitation. Hell, I'll bring you too. I'll tell them, don't worry. We can, we'll figure the hair thing out. You know, we'll get something going. He's got a beard. Guys, come on. Guys. You just, it doesn't matter as long as there's hair, right? Like, but the <laughs> issue is by going there, you realize that, and, and think about it, like, for the sake of getting the big stars, you're also realizing to get the big stars, those big stars have to take a knee. You got to, you got to kiss the ring, kiss the ring, kiss the ring. You give your shield, you present your shield to the, your, to the king. Right. But then that doesn't I feel like and that's not to say that that he's not competitive and they're not competitive. And I'm sure they're able to separate the two. But I think for a tinge subconsciously, it affects a lot of the players. And I think I want- because of it, they, they, they give him more. I wouldn't say leeway. I wouldn't say leeway. I'm not saying that they make the game easier for him, but I do think the refs do. Yes. Oh, fish. The mat. Oh, the. I mean, let's talk about his. You know, the freaking blatant travels. Travels. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's if he doesn't win in a like, if there isn't a championship for that or like a, a trophy for most travels. He, he's Mister International because he travels a lot. This guy's tripping. You know. Hey, I was gonna say at least there's another guy that you forgot to mention in there when you talked about Giannis not wanting to kiss the ring and bow down to a guy like LeBron in essence, Patrick Beverly. Oh, Pat, Pat, Patty, Pat, 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 Bev. He Pat. will get in his face like no one's business. But you see, and then I, I remember that the tweet where he talked about, you know, you know, and he was just poking the bear. It's poking the bees nest a bit, wasps nest talking about, it's just business. LeBron James is the guy. And he was right. You know, being honest, you're saying LeBron James is the king. Whatever LeBron says, there's a good chance that most of the league is going to follow suit, right? I mean, he's the money maker, the breadwinner. But, you know, that, that comment was very tongue-in-cheek. My problem with Pat Beverly, though, is for all the talking he does, and I mean he does talk a big game, and he does get in your face, he's a dog. But he's like a Della Dover dog. You know what I mean? He's not a... he's. He's not. He's not the glove. <laughs> the glove. <laughs> well, he's a trash talker. I don't know. Deladova is much of a trash talker though. <laughs> the glove. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I just Michael Jordan just kills me. But um, yeah, no. I. I. So my Pat Bev is definitely going to be a, a thorn in. LeBron's side, I love that the the intensity he brings. I want him to keep keep that same energy. So July first, oh no, not July first. We're in July, but or July thirtieth, we get to see how they uh, how they've acclimated to this new Boston um, environment because it's the Clippers versus the Lakers opening game, and J.R. Smith is going to be playing, and J.R. Smith is going to be torn to pieces by Pat Beverly. Now that I think about it. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to try and tear J.R. Smith to pieces. Game one, set the tone. Set the tone. Um, Stephen A. Smith was talking about the fact that he thinks, and this is still something I, I don't really agree with personally, is he still says that that the Clippers are hungry to get at the Lakers. You know, does that seem, I mean, that's something you're allowed to say, but do you think that that's really something that they're believing or do you think that's something out of Kawhi's mouth? Yes, I think so. Just because of Kawhi. Kawhi and Paul George, both are LA guys. They could have gone to the Lakers at some point, right? Let's be real. They could have gone to the Lakers, but they decided to go to the Clippers. Why is that? Well, besides having an actual, besides like, you know, actually, you know, 
Is Steve it Steve Ballmer? Ballmer? Such a nice guy. Nice guy, exactly. And he's enthusiastic and his love. Oh! Yeah. And he's also the richest owner uh, in Come the on. NBA. Come so, on. you know, he's got deep pockets and is willing to outspend anybody. And they, but, you look at, but you look at the guys that there, and what would you want? You're an L.A. kid, mm-hmm. opportunity to, to put your name in lights. Yes, everyone's talking purple and gold, but, but you have an opportunity to take a yeah, franchise man. that has very little fanfare. That yeah. has had a mediocre, you know, it is a mediocre franchise in general prior to like the the resurgence that you started seeing in the, the beginning of the 2000s and and slowly as we've developed into now 20 years later. Sure. Do you have a chance to take that once and, uh, poor franchise and put them in a higher esteem than the Lakers? The Lakers will always own the town, but you have the opportunity okay. – to dethrone them for a certain amount of time and put yourself into folklore. So yeah, Yeah. when you see the names like Elgin Baylor and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal and coming out there, what do the Clippers have? It's a lot of names. Yeah, exactly. That is the who's who of of, uh, Hall of Famers right there. Yeah. But then you throw, but, but then you throw in names like, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, and you know, and, and yeah, and Paul George, L.A. boys who took the Clippers say, and, and made them into something. I think that's that to me would be more of an incentive. Like, yeah, sure. I could join the Lakers and be one of, yeah, but I could be the greatest For or sure. the man. That yeah. the fact that I took a franchise that was, you know, the the best they've done is a one time. I think they made it to the conference final ever. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Maybe there's a conference final. Support. I don't even know. Yeah, uh, it's it's been a franchise that has had little success in general. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you can make them a championship contender, and th- that puts you in a different level. That takes you what Michael Jordan did with the Laughables, right? And it's kind of interesting because they they the Clippers have for the longest time now, like you were saying, the since the 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 twenties, the two thousands, sorry, the the middle to late two thousands. They've been a team that is always just a step or two steps behind, like like but bo- uh, like two steps uh, to a championship. They've always within, you know what I mean. Like you can see, it's maybe a, a change in tone, or it's just the, the 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 pieces that they would have. Obviously, you know, had the toxicity of the locker room not occurred in the, the Clippers. Um, maybe it would have been a different story with Chris Paul and uh, Blake. Uh, I can't believe they like got rid of like a whole mess. The, Jay Crawford, I can't believe you'd let, let go of Jay Crawford, man. It's just absurd. But they had an amazing team. Ima- amazing team. I, first of all, Jay Crawford is a a killer, a killer. And I, for some reason, where, where is he now? Like Phoenix or something? At least he's got a spot. The, the dude is still playing. I want him to play until yeah. he's like 80. Because oh, if he's still... Cooking. Cooking. Him. I want him and Lou Will to do the same thing. And just those two Lou in the sixth man of the year. Williams. Come on, y'all. Y'all play like Lou Williams can't captain a team. Lou Williams is, out, is actually a franchise player. Let's be, to be perfectly honest. Lou Williams is a franchise player... Who's who's very comfortable with himself? He's 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 at peace with who he is, and he knows that he can go. He doesn't need to uh, necessarily stick with being a uh, franchise player. You know what I He'll mean? He'll just be the winningest sixth man of the year of all time. And I think like that he's gonna have like so many six man trophies for sure. I think that's the biggest. That's his. That's all he really really cares about. But. Thank goodness for Lou Williams. And I'm excited. I know we're all excited for the NBA to come back. It's going to be incredible. Uh, Lakers are probably going to take it all, to be perfectly honest. LeBron James seems um, fortified. I don't know. What do you think the East is going to look like? Do you think uh, the, the the Raptors have any chance? What Or do you think... I think the at, at this point, like I, I don't know if I've seen enough from Milwaukee. Yeah. As much as I love to see the Celtics are in there, yeah, I I can't go Just against the, the coaching 
the range. Yeah, the, the coaching and the development you, and the depth the Raptors hold. Are you, sorry, are you talking? I'm, well, you know what? You're going to have to actually watch this, you know, you video. I'm just saying you're going to have to watch this video and then you're going to have to, you know, re-listen <laughs> to this podcast to figure out what I said because I'm not repeating it <laughs> just because of that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to play out. I agree. I think there's a good chance that the, uh, the Raptors might make it to the, the next level. Milwaukee, uh, I agree. I don't think, I personally don't think they've, they've uh, done the thing they need to because Buttonholzer but, uh, said that they've been working on a, a few new tricks, but their biggest issue was the, their personnel. They still have the same guys uh, that they had last year. They haven't really added anything new. And that's their biggest problem because Grant Hill, Kendrick Perkins, I mean, Kendrick, uh, Chris Middleton, sorry, Grant Hill, and um, are not efficient enough for shooting. Uh, and Bledsoe is afraid to shoot. I've said it before. I've said it like a few episodes, and I think it's going to still continue. I don't see them changing anything outside of getting... Giannis to shoot or to run the ball but if you get Giannis at half court he's not going to be able to do anything right and if he has to be at half court pressed up he's going to have to pass the ball out but if you have no one to shoot that's a wasted possession and I think that's how Milwaukee ended up losing out being a better team with better talent than the Raptors and still and that's why I'm like I don't it's never it's not even about how talented Giannis is and even if he does get past the Raptors, I think it would be a very, just slightly. And that would immediately speak to him losing to the Lakers, for sure. I and think yeah. it's going to be the Clippers that come out of the West. <laughs> you heard me. It's going to be Kawhi taking on his former team in the NBA Finals. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. We'll see you in October. We'll see I mean, how it goes in October. I mean, I hear you, bro. I hear you. I completely hear you. But I also remember 2016, and then I remember what looking. I mean, everyone, just picture this, right? They're, it's grainy. You're looking at the cameras. They're at the. They're at the. Uh, where were they? They were in uh, LA at this point. No, it was in San Francisco in the finals. And they show a LeBron, a, de- a dejected. What they we all assumed was a dejected LeBron James in 2016. Black shades on, the beast by Trace, just sitting right there with his head against the back of the wall. And then, that you know, you, you see that all that ill-fated tagline, no team has ever come back. I Listen, I believe that tagline, Moses, more than anyone. I'm, everyone did. I said, you're right. <laughs> and they won't. <laughs> no team, and they won't. That's what I said. And uh, I don't know if you would like to check who won the 2016 NBA championship. It wasn't, I, I'm not even going to say it was Cleveland. I'm going to say it was a LeBron James. So, yeah. you know, that's what I say to that. But, you know, um, as one titan of industry, we, we must also switch over to the next. And I really want to get into um, Cam. Cam Newton, you know, a big round of applause. We've spoken about Cam before, about where he would end up. You know, we know Carolina said, go F yourself. Still think they, uh, they, they sold him down the river. You know, he's the best, I think one of the best players they've ever had. But now we have um, Malice in the Palace. We got Royal Rumble coming up. We've created, uh, in, in a matter of, in instant Moses, we've now just come up with one of the best storylines the NFL has had in maybe the last five years. We have the ultimate showdown. We have Bill Belichick, you know, who some may claim is the Messiah, the sage, this all-seeing guy, the man who can bring you the to the promised land year after year. In the last what uh, fifteen years, nine appearances. In the uh, in the Super Bowl, that's incredible. That's not something e- easily done by anyone, regardless of the wins. Six wins out of those within the last ten years. Again, not something easily done. However, was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? Moses, what are your thoughts? 
See, this is uh, the question. It's like the chicken or the egg, you know? What came first? And you know what? I think we are going to be given a small glimpse Mm -hmm. how much that we will take into consideration down the road once we see the end results after everything is said and done with the career of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, whatever he, he may do, still stick with coaching or move somewhere else. I am curious to see how this turns out. Like a lot of people, I'm going to say if I had to take the two, mm-hmm. Tom Brady would be the winner. And the reason why I say Tom Brady would be the winner is he has a fantastic coach in Bruce Arians. Okay. He has better weapons than he did in New England. A lot more more attacking options. Oh, yeah. If you look at – oh, 100%. If you look at the roster, if, no it's night and day. It's no night guys. and day. You know, and that's he's that's, got Gronk. Like, he's got that's Gronk. What we, that's what we've always. That's what you know. That's what a QB has always wanted. You know, QB's like. I mean, Edelman's great, but if you can get me a Randy Moss, you know, <laughs> well, I tried to give him AB. That didn't really work out well. Although yeah, he did no, have a touchdown catch, but that's just a whole different story. But I think oh, I was gonna say the AB. You know what? You know, for him it was AB. For him was like when he he the one time he got to try spicy mayo. You know, he'd been used to just regular cream whip mayo, you know, dealing with the little, the, you know, the white boys. You know, we deal, we, we play an efficient game. We play an efficient game. We do trick plays. It's not about speed. It's not about, it's not about the size, you know, or age. Then he tried some spicy mayo. Three games? Addicted. He's like, we're going to Florida. <laughs> we're going up. We're going up. We're going down south, you know. Creole cockpit. We getting it. Let's go. I was I think Tom Brady has the advantage, especially the next two years. That whatever happens after that doesn't matter. Just for the next two years, I think it's going to be great. I actually was looking up the calendar. I'm like, when does Tampa play New England? Sure enough, they play next season in Foxborough. So (laughs) that. Is going to be a highlight to remember next year if everything goes right. I think what's going to happen is uh, Tom Brady, and as as much as you want to talk about Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton is a is an amazing talent. But even with Cam Newton and the weapons that are there, it's just going to be another Carolina 2.0. He doesn't have the same weapons as a guy like Tom Brady. Tom Brady has a great coach who's a great offensive mind, who yeah. understands um, – who's a player's coach. He, he's fantastic with the group. Bruce Arians is going to have a, a, a fun time over there um, with the guys he has. Brian Lefwich, uh, you know, former quarterback, he knows what's up. He knows what he's dealing with. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I'm going to give the advantage to the Buccaneers. I think they're going to win because of Tom Brady. And not just win, but I think they're going to do substantially better than the New England Patriots. Not just a little bit. I think it's going to be substantial, even though the Patriots have Cam Newton. Wow, wow, wow. So you think this is going to be... And that's in a tougher NFC South. Yeah, Mark, that's that's another thing. Tom Brady is going to be successful... More successful than Bill Belichick in a tougher division than Bill Belichick's going to be in with the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it was even funny. It was technically speaking, uh, by that simple that simple uh, play by by acquiring Cam Newton, uh, the you know again the the New England Patriots went briefly. You know, were only for what the space of a few months. The um, went from having the best QB to not having the best QB to, again, having the best QB in their division. Because, again, you know, it's and it's shocking how easy it is that you can have a player who's been out for, you know, almost a whole year with a shoulder injury and who can barely throw a ball. And uh, by virtue of just having, I guess, technically one great postseason in 20, what, 17? 2017, was it? Or 2018? Where he made it to the he made it to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know he's now he's already like, and I think that's the that's the other issue is like now we have to look at Tom Brady for really the talent because, like you said, you know he's in a tougher division now than he was previously, 
So being getting on top of that division is going to be a bit harder. And I think Tampa uh, probably told him about that. They're like, listen, you're coming into a challenging, a challenging space here. It's not, it's not going to be a retirement year for you. If you are coming here just to kick back, you know, get walk into people's houses, Tom, this is not the place for you. Okay. We knock here in Tampa before we walk into the wrong house accidentally. Before. Before. Okay. <laughs> before. Yes. Tom Brady got to Tampa. Mm-hmm. The quarterback for that team was Jameis Winston. Oh, boy. Jameis yeah. Winston led the league in passing yards. Yeah. Wow. Wait, no. Jameis Winston had 30 touchdowns. Jameis Winston also had 30 interceptions. You take away those 30 interceptions. You take away, and you take away the the game that they lost because of that in those close games. And you have a win. Tampa would have, yeah, exactly. So you substitute Jameis Winston for Tom Brady. Over and over and over again. 30 times over. You put Tom Brady in that mix. That is a Super Bowl contender, bar none. The best team in that division. Tough division. So we look at the quarterbacks in there. Imagine spending all that. But they're still the best. Imagine spending all that money on those Tampa Bay experience tickets so you can sit in the the fucking bow of that that ship in the hot tub and watch your team (laughs) get pumped like 26 that's why you drink yourself to an oblivion yeah you got to like it's like why are we even (laughs) why are we even here but you know what i actually do remember you are talking about yeah the homie with the big beard and he pulled up with the shades one or two games and they had that really fun rapport you know um him and the and, and his wide receivers and it looked like at the beginning of the season tampa bay looked like they were starting off on a good no, you are right. They they do have a lot of good attacking options, and they do have a very good coach, right? And I think maybe this might Tampa be... was entertaining. Tampa was the only def- the only and, and and it wasn't like this was a team. He's not Tom Brady is not going to a team where you know it's just a bunch of he- you know, a bunch yeah. of you know losers on it. I think we let's could be real. Five years ago, if he if he made that decision five years ago, we could definitively say. He's retiring in Tampa. Like it's just he's just he, like he's essentially just taking a. Uh, Florida's where you go to retire, but at yeah, least he no, has a chance no. to retire with a couple more chips. So you and I think they're going to do it. You think if he went to the Dolphins, that that would be a declaration? Oh, if ta- if you mean Tom Brady went to the Dolphins, yeah. anyone going to the Dolphins right now? Declaration no. of defeat. You basically. No. Oh yeah. Basically, yeah, I think you have a better chance. Yeah, I think you you would be seen better if you even regressed and said, "I'm going to actually uh, enroll in the University of uh, of Miami or University of Florida, Florida Gators." It, being a Florida Gator in your forties would be better than being a Mi- Miami Dolphin, and I don't go back on competition. That. Would be tougher. Oh, quadruple, quadruple. Not even that, just the skill level of your teammates. Let's talk about that. Miami's just, I don't know. I don't know how you can have that many good years in a row and then just, I don't, maybe that was all that they had. You know, the Dolphins can only do so much. Um, but yeah, you know, good luck to everyone. Tom Brady, I do think he's definitely in the in the drivers, in the, the hot seat actually, compared to Cam Newton. I think Cam doesn't have too much to worry about. He's on a one year, it doesn't really matter. Whether or not he has something to prove, but I think Tom Brady has more to prove to Bill. And like you said, uh, Tampa going to Foxborough next year is going to show a lot. Uh, his first time back, his first time ever as visiting Foxborough will yeah. be very different for for a Tom Brady. Imagine and hand, having that experience, but so late in your career is that it's a new experience, but a lot of other players have, have had that experience a lot earlier. I would imagine that it's not easy making that transition. So say uh, a, um, you know, who would who would be a good example? I'm thinking of his forehead. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, former Colt and Denver Bronco. Peyton Manning. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say steroids next, 
thanks for stopping. Oh, never mind. I said it anyway. Uh, and I mean, if you don't believe it, then it's HGH. Leave look him at alone. His neck. Look at his neck, Moses. She's fucking, him and the M- whole MLB are on the same thing. <laughs> him and Barry Bonds were going to the same doctor. Ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, he had that same experience where, you know, moving from the Colts to Denver, uh, he said was a very, um, it's a shock. It's like, a, it's a culture shock. It's a culture shock because now, you know, you understand the, 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 the fans, you understand the stadium, you, you feel like you have that connection with the fans and then to switch to a New Jersey. And now all of a sudden the people that once loved you, adored you and sang your name, are now wishing you like death upon you and your family. So it's not an easy transition. And I and I would imagine India Indianapolis, you know, I'm sure they were kind of hard down and 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 pretty aggressive, you know, the first time he had to go back to Indiana or vice versa. But Boston is a different animal. You know that. You know the Bostonians are not nice people. <laughs> so it will be for me, I want to see if how long it's going to take for them to lose the level of respect they're expected to have seeing Tom back. You know, it's going to start off the first 10 minutes, a clap, you know, a standing ovation. Thank you, Tom. You've given us so much, so many good memories. By halftime, after he's pumped them, maybe I think five or six drives, just thrashing them. Just and I think the the best thing for him is going to be how quickly he's driving up, because he's going to show that he's going to be showing Belichick, hey, if you gave me people who actually can run, this is how quick we can actually get up the field. Look at how quick, hey, Bill. Look at how fun this is. Oh, look how easy it is to score points. You know what's even better? My defense won't just shit the bed every 10 minutes so that I have to keep putting on my helmet and saving this team. You know, does it ring a bell? Because I, he had to do that against Matt Ryan. You know, had Matt Ryan got, had enough time, you know, we would be talking about a different Super Bowl. Bill, you know, I think we were all watching that one. Was not impressed with the defense, but that's neither here nor there. I wish them all luck. You know, it's going to be very exciting. I cannot wait. Um, but then also, yeah, we uh, before we 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 get too carried away, it's also important to um, congratulate the uh, new Premier League champions, um, Liverpool. Congratulations, eighty-three points was it? Um, uh, already made made it to the peak. Moses, congratulations. But then also, uh, you guys still see fit to get pumped by Man City? I don't know. Would you like to explain yourselves? Well, they got to realize that you now have the target on your back. So their people are going to give you their A game. But again, Man City's always given them – no, they've always given them a tough time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like uh, th- those matches have been, you know, very entertaining to watch. Yeah. And, yeah, it was an ugly game today. Did they let the foot off the gas because they won? Maybe they probably won't admit that. They won't admit it. Maybe they won't admit it. They won't admit it. Everyone's checked out. Jurgen Klopp, you should have heard his uh, post game interview. He was not having it with the reporter. Was not having it. He's like, dude, no, we didn't like. If what are you trying? You're trying to insinuate that we weren't ready for this game. We were prepared for this game. And it's like, did you have? It's like, what do you think your chances were quality? It's like. What are you talking about? Yeah, did you watch the game at all? Like that's what I was saying. I'm yeah. sure Jurgen Klopp was thinking. Yeah. No, I they had opportunities in that game, but you look at some of the but you know, at the end of the day, Manchester United or City, you know, whether the storm and came out at your Premier League champions, you already completed a job that you needed to. This is a good opportunity. And I think I think for Jurgen Klopp, this was a good thing that they got pumped the way they did, because it's an opportunity to say, hey boys. Look, still, yeah. we were we were chasing. We had that hunger and that desire to be perfect. And you look what we did in the last two and a half years or so. Mm. We have done something special. Yeah, but don't let it. To, but but this, the loss to Man City, mm-hmm. that shows, hey, now we have a target on our back. Remember, you can't have any off days. For because sure. first it might start with a Man City. Then all of a sudden you're losing to Southampton, right? 
you're losing to a, a team that's just yeah a team that's Sheffield or a team that's you know at the bottom of the table that's just barely getting by or is you know for sure going to see relegation. Right. Are those are the teams you want to lose points to because no. if you look at your competitor, they're not doing that. Mm-mm. They got a desire. They realize that you're the top dog. They're going to go after you. Manchester United is going to go after you. Sure. City, For barring sure. any type of uh, UEFA penalty, yeah. are going to yeah. go after you. They'll definitely go after you. Arsenal is going to go after you. Yeah. Chelsea is going to go after you. Chelsea. I think Chelsea is going to be eh. Chelsea. Depending on Man City, I don't. Know, I think I West, think Chelsea. West Ham uh, would say something a little. West Ham is battling relegation. Yeah, they got something West else. West Ham pumped them three two. Is what exactly. I'm That's because they're in releg- a relegation battle. But you put them in any type of trying to get into the top four, Moses. I think their games are just as important. I okay, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you though. Continue your point. Yeah, what I'm getting at is that you're gonna have a lot of teams that are gonna come at you and yeah. they're gonna give you your A games. You better have that same energy you had the last few seasons in trying to keep continuously playing at a high level. Or you're going to get knocked off that pedestal pretty damn quick next season. For sure, for sure. Lear and, and Klopp's got the boys out like that. Yeah. They know. And I think I think the most important thing for him is uh, now maintaining the the level, right? Because of course the descent is. He knows that's the. <laughs> there's going to be a descent, but when it's happening, who knows, right? So. Maintain your squad. Keep it as tight as you possibly can. You've won the Champions League. You've won the league. Have you won the FA Cup yet? Probably not. That's okay. You know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, maybe in another five, ten years, you guys will get one of those. They um, got the trophy that they really wanted at the end. That was the Premier League. Yeah. Oof. You know? It took them 30 years. First that. time, ladies and gentlemen. The last time Liverpool won the league, it wasn't even called the Premier League. It was like a little gravy boat. I think uh, it was a gravy. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't it, Madonna's? Uh, what song did Madonna have? Like a virgin? No, I thought it was like a virgin. It was like Vogue. <laughs> like a virgin. Yeah, something that old, man. Like it was not. It was not. She's not. And I mean to say, her new stuff is even weird to say. It's not Madonna's new, new recent stuff. But yeah, that's how long ago it was. There were, um, I think Johnny Barnes was like still playing for Liverpool. Now all he does is just make pseudo racist comments on yeah, the- Sky <laughs> that everyone's like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Listen, no, no hate with Johnny Barnes. You know, let him. I let him cook. You know, he's a legend. You know, there's a lot of old timey British footballers who have lived a, a different life. You know, they life was just different. And I'm not gonna hold it against them. Uh but just I've never I don't think I would ever want to be you know when they have the conversation about who would you want to have a pint with, you know, I think I'm yeah. scratching out most of the the football legends that I would have loved to have sat down and have a conversation with because I think you even before you get a, a single pint in they're going to be saying some things you probably don't want to hear. They'll be like, oh boy, that's, is that how you feel, Paul Gascoigne? Really? Wow. <laughs> that's who you think is the real problem, Paul? Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Paul. You played, you played under the influence of Coke in the last World Cup. You're so right. Allegedly. You know, I don't want to put that on him. Uh, but yeah, no, glad that you guys have won. There's next season for the rest of us. Um, I'm actually kind of scared because, you know, Moses, you guys didn't give Man City a fight. You didn't even really break them down. Did you even knock anyone in the face? Like, well, they did earlier. Like, if you watch the moments in that game, they yeah. controlled the first, No, I'm uh, I would say, like, 10 minutes. You didn't hurt anyone. You didn't hurt anyone. You didn't break a single ankle. This is your opportunity. No. Yeah. Because you know what? We have Man City in the FA Cup, and I'm not excited about that. We had Newcastle or Man City, and Newcastle dropped the ball, literally. So we get a rematch. Yay. And, you know, this is a Man City who have nothing else to fight for. So they have no league. They have no Champions League. (laughs) So they just have the FA Cup. So, yeah. 
Thanks, man. Thanks, Moses. Yeah, whatever. We can we, help. We were just getting back on the road. You know, Arsenal was just getting, you know, we, we just realized we have seven defenders um, because one of them keeps getting red cards and the others don't know how to defend. One of them wants to play midfield, but um, is being refused every week. So that, there's that. We have a lot going on. So I'm excited for this. FA Cup match. But besides that, everybody, uh, we also have a last segment here. We got some uh, draft or drop just to finish off. With the first pick in the two yeah. draft day. This is trash. Sweet, sweet. Stay in your lane. Um, so, uh, Moses, uh, I wanted you to take a look at the, the first clip here that we got. Um, I'm, I'll just, I'll just uh, give some, some background into it, and then we'll just throw this thing in post. Um, but what it is is, uh, so uh, Paolo Ancelotti, Nick, speaking on the, uh, when we're talking about football here, uh, was recently on a Skype, and uh, not a Skype, but a Zoom interview with a few reporters, and they were asking him questions just about his, uh, you know, tactics and, and things that he had, uh, decision-making when, when it comes to the personnel in this squad. So he had this to say about one of his, uh, one of his former, I guess, uh, employees. I just wondered if you um, wanted to say anything about Luke Garbutt, who's leaving the club. Uh, he's been there for 11 years. Why, why have you decided to release him? Who? Luke Garbutt. I have sorry, but I am okay. Surprised no on this question, I don't know. All right, no worries. All right, Moses, what do you think, man? That has got to be the the crappiest thing for for a player or anybody for that matter when oh, the yeah. uh, the boss does not know who you are. No, no, like I was given. Yeah, no, I was, and they didn't even know that they got rid of you. No, yeah, <laughs> they got rid of him. He was a pretty good sport, though. He did comment in to say, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. But I think the saddest thing is that you know you get this opportunity to, to be coached by one of the best coaches in the world. You know, arguably Ancelotti is decorated, and I think you know when he comes to a club, he comes for a new challenge. That's his biggest thing. He's already won so many things that like coming to a smaller club like Everton is more so just a new challenge for him. So I think for him, he has no time for people he doesn't credit as having any influence whatsoever. So, you know, he was being honest. Didn't think you were, didn't think this guy was much of anything if uh, he didn't. He's a charmer, but he is a charmer. You know, Ancelotti, we got to love him. So, Moses, what do you think? Uh, draft it or drop it? Drop I'm going to draft it. Ancelotti's done so much. Thank you. you talk about his pedigree. Mm. I'm going to draft it. Oh, yeah, always. Ancelotti, let's go. And on the second one, we got an even better one. This one is just out of this world, Moses. Uh, you take a look and see here what, uh, what uh, a trip to the barbershop could get you. Oh, we got a haircut that uh, haircut from hell. What, uh, what, what do you, what do you, what's your take? You know, my thoughts are, it reminds me of like all like the, these hairstyles and, you know, the things I had as a, as a kid and growing up. Yeah. So I had the froze, I had the cornrows. I'm now bald. I've done, yeah. I've done the gamut. He's done. He's done. But I've never, all. I've never done all three at the same time. No, no. that's what this is. <laughs> you feel like it was a missed opportunity. Well, I don't know what he was trying. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, you heard the mullet is like you know, party in you know, it's party. it's party in the back. You know, your business in the front, party in the front, in the party in the back. Yeah, this was just like if it's a like vomit projectile. Homicide is what that is. Yeah, it didn't know what it wanted to do. Social suicide. Yeah, it didn't know. I don't know. It didn't want to. What were you trying to do? Create waves? (laughs) 
go was, for a great lineup. It, it was so bad. So bad. And, and like yeah, continuously bad. Like who raised you? The longer the longer the video went, the worse it was getting. It actually was very cringeworthy. Uh I agree. No, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. But hilarious. So Moses, what are we thinking? Are we dragon? I mean, are we drafting it or are we uh dropping it? I'm dropping that. I'm dropping that abomination of a haircut. <laughs> He's dropping it. He's dropping it, everybody. It's it's an abomination. Tune in. You know, uh, I think the Bible has words about haircuts like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thou shall not fuck up the hairline. <laughs> Don't fuck up the hairline. Yeah, One. thou shall not have waves and hairlines that make no sense, and yeah. then like it doesn't even. Oh, I don't know. Oh, man, was, like was the barber on anything? I, you know what? You always have to. Ask did the, did yeah. that? Did the guy in the sea who got that cut? Did he piss somebody off? Mm-hmm. Who did he? What did he do in a past life to earn that type of haircut? I agree. I completely agree. I don't think it's fair. It's indefensible. It's against, you know, um, human rights, you know, against the Geneva Convention. I would never wish that on my greatest enemy. Uh, That was horrific. But I agree. Drop that. Drop that like it's hot. Could not not do that. Never do that. Couldn't do it at all. Um, But glad, glad that we got through it, man. Um, But everybody, thanks so much for listening to another episode uh thanks for bearing with us i know it's been uh we've had like uh ups and downs without with with uh, the recordings and stuff but we want to keep yep. giving you more content every week and we're getting the workflow and stuff proper uh down pat eventually hopefully um and soon enough we'll like it you won't know the difference between us and cnn so you know it's got, probably more credible over here yeah yeah oh yeah oh for sure for sure, telling it like it is, you know. Yeah. I'm adding at you. I'm adding you, Don Lemon. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your job. Kidding, bro. Um, hey, uh, special. I have to say one thing, man. Special yeah. shout out because I got the hat uh, for the Cuban Grays uh, Negro League Baseball Club, there and you go. I wanted to um, give them a special shout out. For sure. And the reason why is this past week was the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues, and so everybody was giving a tip of the cap which I do now. Yeah. Um, shout out to a lot of the players that were there who who really paved the way for um, black athletes as they've gone along throughout the careers and what we see now. Absolutely. From Jackie Robinson, who spent time with the Kansas City Monarchs, of course, famous uh, for breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. And you had Satchel Paige, uh, you know, who, who was an amazing uh, athlete and an amazing pitcher who eventually – you know, he, he's, he's got his due, and some might say he still needs more. Yeah. Um, there, there's plenty more that, that could be named that I can't think of at the, the top of Puerto Rican, you know, uh, you know, little. little <laughs> what is this? Babe Ruth's Puerto Rican, y'all. If, if Beethoven can be back, come on, my guy. Do you Googles? <laughs> okay. I'm... I was going to say, what is this? Revisionist history? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Negro League. I'm very sorry. I don't mean to. Um, uh, <laughs> tarnished <laughs> the name, <laughs> but hey, it's not like he's a bad player, guys. No, he would be great if he was in the ranks. You know what I mean? Just, uh, just don't mention Ty Cobb. We're okay, good for sure. For sure. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> you know what? It's not like I said Lou Gehrig or anything. You know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna put myself away. I'm gonna fold myself into a little little closet and throw myself away. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, um, you know, thanks of course to the Negro League. They've inspired a lot of um, other people. Uh, I mean, actually pushing the barrier in the rest of world sports. You know, the, the baseball did a lot um, because in, within North America, you know, you're thinking that's the that was America's biggest pastime, and to bring color into it, I think showed. Um, uh, uh, a lot as to the capability of, of, of people of color, but also that, you know, that we also f- enjoy these things. It's not just um, a love by one, but a love by all. And then I think had had the things like the Negro League not existed, you know, we wouldn't see integration in any of the other sports, really. And that's not even just in North America, but around the world. Uh, 
it gave inspiration to a lot of other leagues to take that chance and a lot of other athletes to 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 be the the person to break through that barrier so you know of course i completely agree with moses tip of the hat yep shout out to the cuban giants cuban giants let's go and um other than that uh moses do you have anything else that you want to add um any 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 just uh just that just what i had before man that's all i needed and uh, to make sure you uh Make sure that uh, everybody re- remembers, man. A hundred years. A hundred years, you guys. Yeah. No, I, I thank you so much for that. And I just also wanted everyone to understand, you know, and, and um, get in their souls that Paul Pierce ain't shit. And everybody have a great uh, rest of the week. And we will see you next week. Okay. Bye, everybody. This podcast is a Collab House production.